Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. You look up this company you're interviewing for and everyone in all the photos is really casual. They all wear jeans, t-shirts, that kind of thing. Would you turn out wearing that exact kind of outfit? No. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey, Em, and welcome back, everyone. Em, today we have a shoot your shot shout out that I actually picked again. Who are we giving a big fat shout out to for shooting their shot? To Isla. She has an incredible message. She said, hi, I just wanted to say thank you. I got the dream job. And background information here, Isla works in medicine, and this was like a particular program of specialization she was trying to get into. Amazing. She also booked a coaching session with Sarah. So she's an alumni who's graduated from the Sarah Smith Coaching School. Back to her message. She said, listening to your podcast preparation and the coaching session helped so, so much. So going from zero interviews last year to five this year and having the interviews turn into the dream job is actually insane. Yes, it is, Isla. Yes, it is. So grateful for all the help and support. I think if I'd have any advice for the process, it's to try again. I honestly was going to give up last year when I didn't get a single interview, but spending a year working on my CV and listening to your podcast made all the difference. Thank you. And a bit of like context for this as well. Isla's in the kind of industry where these positions or these programs come up once a year and you're applying for them across the country or across the area that you're looking in. And if you don't get in, you have to wait a whole nother year. So she was genuinely going to go a different way with her career thinking, you know, do I wait again? And so that's why she's saying when she did all those applications the first time, no interviews, she did all those applications again the second time and was five interviews and landed the one she really wanted, which is awesome. If that isn't a testimonial, I don't know what is. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of it came down to like her CV and her application and stuff. But also when she talks about working on her CV, she means actually getting experience and doing courses and trainings and extra things to add to her CV. She didn't spend 365 days staring at a Word document. (laughs) Yes, because we always say this when it comes to resumes and applications. There's only so much you can say about what you've actually done. At a certain point, you 
you need more things to put on there, more experience, more examples, more all that sort of stuff. So spend time working on that and then the writing part will be really easy. So I really love this one. And if you need help with that kind of stuff and you want those kind of results, then check out my one-on-one coaching sessions. You can find out all about them at interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And I love the part where she said, don't give up. It's so tiring. It's so hard. Sometimes you feel like you've got no resilience left, but there's always something else to try and your dream job could be right around the corner. So hang in there. Getting into today's episode, we're going to talk about what to wear to an interview. Now, we actually haven't really covered this in depth. We've spoken before about having a good impression and briefly Mm. that you should always take pride in what you wear, but we're going to get into the nitty gritty of each category. It's a bit of a fun one, I think, this episode. It's a bit fun of what to wear. And it applies to everyone because... You don't wear trackies to an interview, international listeners. That's a tracksuit pants. <laughs> and unless it's on the bottom half when you're on a Zoom And interview. it's online. That's true. Yeah, exactly. That's true. So you can wear whatever you want on the top and then you've got your tracky dax on the bottom. There's some Aussie slang for you. So good. Also, we got a message the other day saying that somebody loves listening. And I think she said she was Colombian and she loves our accents, but she said, so many other people I can't listen to because it becomes exhausting listening like in a language that's not my native language, but not you guys. I could listen all day. It's so soothing. And so I love it. And I was like, ah, not us being on a pedestal over other people's accents. Thank you. I'm glad we're not exhausting. I've been told before that we don't sound like particularly Australian. I'm sure that we do sound Australian, but we're quite articulate. We speak closer to the Queen's English than the average Aussie, I would say. So I hope we can be understood, but let's get into the topic. So here's our general advice. And we've shared this before a little bit, like in our first impressions episode, you need to research the dress code for the interview. They should really tell you this, to be honest, when they're confirming your interview. That would be nice. I know, wouldn't it? But companies are terrible. On a side note, I feel like there's an extra part of helping job seekers where actually I need to go and speak to employers and be like, can we please put information in the interview confirmation, please? Because you're all out here giving us no details and it's a nightmare. It's very stressful. Please give us the dress code, the instructions, who we're meeting, who those people are, link them to our LinkedIn, all that stuff. It's the bare minimum, right? Now, what does this look like? Because not all companies have a bloody tab on their website called what everyone wears, outfit of the day, fit checks. How do you do this? There's a few ways you can do it. First of all, you can look at any kind of social media that they've got available. They'll typically have some kind of a social media presence, even if it's just a LinkedIn page or an old Instagram or something. Otherwise, you might be able to look at like their careers page and they might have some kind of a photo of their employee somewhere to see if you can find someone somewhere who is at work or wearing the work kind of their work gear. You can also have a look at some companies will have like bigger companies typically will have a life at blank page. So life at Google, life at whatever it is, they'll have an actual like employee focus page and you might be more likely to find photos of people in their everyday work attire there. The other thing you do is ask people, like honestly, I would just ask if you can't find information, just call them, email them, say, hey, I just wanted to check what's the dress code. Do you think in my head, would they see that as a red flag of being like obviously dressed professional for your interview? No, because so many companies are different and even just the places I've worked, 
there's just different idiosyncrasies. They say business casual, but that can be quite broad. Like sometimes they just mean smart casual. Sometimes they actually mean more like relaxed business. There's just different idiosyncrasies when it comes to each company. And then also the locations as well. I've worked for different companies where like even the one I'm in at the moment in construction, where we're the white collar side of construction. It's much more kind of business casual, I would say, not high vis or anything like that. But if you're interviewing on site, then it may be way more appropriate to just, you obviously need to wear your steel caps and your high vis in order to get on site. There's just differences in where you're actually going and who the people you are you're going to meet with as to what you should do. So research is helpful, asking is helpful. But then once you find out that info, let's say, Em, you look up this company you're interviewing for and everyone in all the photos is really casual. They all wear jeans, t-shirts, that kind of thing. Would you turn up wearing that exact kind of outfit? No. Why? I'd go a step up. Yes. Because that's what they wear as employees who are secure in their employment and have already convinced people. On a random Tuesday. Yes. And probably even they might dress up a little bit more than their average wear for hosting you in an interview as well. So you don't want to wear what you would get away with. Yes. You don't go bottom of the range. Yes. You go top of their range or maybe even a little bit dressier. But you just want to make sure that you don't go completely out of their range either because that can be kind of weird too. Let's say you're interviewing at a warehouse or a construction site or a whatever. Mm, And you come in a full power suit. Exactly. And you wear heels and a power suit. It's actually going to have the opposite effect. Like normally the more dressy, the better, except when it puts you into a category of, I don't think you understand what we do. Mm, Great advice. Also, you don't want them to really think or particularly remember what you were wearing. So it doesn't need to be Larry or really wild. You just want to blend in. I think that's the overall goal, honestly, is just to have nothing about your outfit be memorable, really. And if I think about the best people that I've interviewed, I couldn't tell you for the life of me what they were wearing. I couldn't remember, but I know that it wasn't memorable. Does that make sense? Like I know that they didn't underdress or overdress or have anything particular. I remember certain people who I were like, oh, she wore really high heels and could hardly walk into the interview thing. And like certain stuff that stands out, oh, she had a really fancy designer bag. You want to blend in. You don't want that to be the most memorable thing about you or anyone to really discuss it. No, you just want to be a fly on the wall. Now, do you have any horror stories of what people have worn to interviews before? Horror story is probably the wrong word, but I've got two things that come to mind. One was recently and it was someone who actually interviewed really well and we've gone on to offer the job to. So they were going for like a construction job, like an engineering job. It's a professional role. Most days you'd be wearing like a collared shirt and maybe some pants and work boots, right? Like steel cap boots because you'd be on site. But it's business casual is is the environment that we're in. He turned up wearing, I think it must have been jeans. I can't remember. The pants weren't that memorable. They were either plain pants or they were jeans. But on top, he had a long sleeve t-shirt, no collar. It was just like cotton t-shirt material, long sleeve. Would have been okay if it was plain, but it had like a band print or something on it. A graphic tee. A graphic long sleeve tee. It just felt like he was a teenager and he wasn't even that young. It's like- Just felt like he was about to, he'd just come from the pub. It just felt weird. And I think I had a skirt and a top on that day and pointy toe shoes, like nothing super fancy, but I was dressed 
smart business casual. And here comes in this long sleeve t-shirt. And it was in our head office where everyone is more corporate than our sites too. So again, that might've been okay if he was going to our construction site, but reading the room on the location. It just, and I mentioned it at the end of the interview, not to him, but in, when we're doing our debrief of everyone's left the room and we're just talking about, okay, what did we think? Do we like him? Do we not? I did say, look, he interviewed really well and I think we should hire him. But God, he really could have worn something else. That was just the wrong choice. And I think the misconception here may be you wear high vis. It's a very, so in some ways, this outfit is a step up in his mind <laughs> from the usual, but job interviews should always be some level of class. Even if it's a quite casual workplace, like you should never be casual in an interview. It's always an elevated step. Even if you're the most overdressed in the room, not extreme, but even if we were a casual environment, I think the graphic long sleeve tee would have been still a little bit casual for that environment for an interview. I would have gone with a plane. Plane is much better, or at least like a polo or a, I don't know. It just, it wasn't great. So look, it's not the kind of thing that stops you getting the job. It's definitely not, but you just don't want to stand out for the wrong reasons. And you don't want that to be a thing that people discuss instead of discussing how good you are for the role. Now, the other one that sticks in my mind is someone we were interviewing for an HR role. And he came, I think it was after work. It was like a late evening interview that we'd done after he finished work to fit around his schedule. And he had quite a distinctive jacket. It was like a corduroy, like that yellowy color with the fur. What do you call that? Yeah. Around the neck. Sherpa around the neck. And it was like quite a puffy, large jacket. And it was very distinctive. Again, in an office where people are wearing like collared shirts and maybe blazers and stuff. It just like, he comes in with this big jacket and even other people in the office noticed and were like, oh, how'd jacket guy go the other day? Like, you just, you just don't want to be jacket guy. You don't want to be girl with the really loud red thing. You just don't want to be known for that thing. No. What about you? Have you got any stories? Yes. So there was a intern who's become an employee. And when I first saw her, I asked someone, I said, oh, is that an intern? Because she was standing near an employee, looked like she was shadowing, but I was getting like younger sibling vibes or your daughter's sick from school and you have to, I was like, is that an intern? What's going on? She was very young, understandably. And they were like, yeah, it is. And I thought, oh, she was wearing, so this is an on-camera role, right? So broadcast, (gasps) most people wear the most business, like high heels, power suits. Wow. She was wearing jeans with like combat boots, like Doc Martin type, (gasps) but not Docs, but like combat lace-up boots and a t-shirt. And so that's why I didn't pick up that it was an intern because I was like, this must be someone's like sibling or something. And then I just immediately felt like sick and felt like, oh, is someone going to say something? Because in this industry, this truly could ruin your career. That's your first impression. I know. And then I think she's actually been kept around or brought on for more work and the outfits haven't changed. And I, Ev, you have to swoop in. Swoop. I, Tell her. No, that's not my circus, not my monkey. You have to swoop. You have to be like, hey, do you need some recommendations for 
where to no, get but your work I stuff. just don't know. I know not everyone has someone in their life who is really savvy about I know, this but stuff. You could go advice. and compliment her on her jeans or something and be like, oh, I love your jeans. No, no you should because who's going to say? And the employers, it's their responsibility. Yeah, I know. But again, it's one of those things with dress code. People find it hard to give people this feedback. In this example, I want you guys to imagine if you're listening to this that you were someone who'd been there a while and somebody new started and they were wearing something that was not inappropriate in like an obvious bad way, but it wasn't hitting the mark and everybody was noticing. How would you approach it? Would you say something? It's the kind of thing that people will avoid and they will just hope that you will pick it up on your own. That's what I mean. It's so stark. It's not the kind of thing where the people she's around would be in mixed outfits and so maybe she's misinterpreted it. This is a very obvious where if it happened to me and I walked in and that, I would have immediately gone, oh, wow, I've made a grave mistake. Yeah. It's like you go to a wedding and you thought it was going to be really formal and everybody's wearing flats. But everyone's in jeans and a Yeah, and you're like, whoa, I'm really, I've gotten it wrong. So I don't know how this has been misinterpreted, but- it, like you just said, it does take away. She could be the most amazing person for the job, but that's what people are talking about. I know. Yeah, totally. And it, again, it's not in the kind of role where it's like, this company doesn't care. Like, just find other things to stand out for. Be known for something else other than outfits. Do the blending in. And we've talked about this too. And if listeners have listened to our first one, you were like, I hate corporate outfits. I hate it. There's nothing that I enjoy wearing. But since then, you've updated us to say that you've found your groove. So you can, whoever you are and whatever you dress like outside of work, you can bring that in the workplace. And I think you should. You don't have to completely clone like everyone else, but you need to fit within the boundaries of what's appropriate and what's not. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Great. And on that note, we're going to dive into each of the genres, dress codes, and talk about what that actually means, what you can wear under that category. And I think it's more helpful as well to be like, what would we actually do in each category if that was our interview? So casual, what is casual? Not graphic tees, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. Jeans are usually okay in a casual workplace. But again, I would do some research and just check. Sneakers can be okay too, but maybe check the vibe. I think like a plain white sneaker is always safer than more like a streetwear-ish kind of sneaker. But again, it depends on the vibe. I would go for like a polo instead of just a regular t-shirt or like a casual button-up, like a linen shirt or a like a short sleeve shirt or something like that. Again, we're talking about can you get away with a t-shirt and jeans and sneakers day-to-day on the job? Yes, absolutely. We want to look the smart version of these things for our interviews. Work uniforms in a casual environment can usually be okay. Like I said, if you're coming from a work site interviewing for this role and you've got your work uniform on, typically that is okay in this kind of environment, but maybe just research or ask if that's what people wear. Now, what would you actually wear to an interview like this, Em? What do you reckon? Put together an outfit in your head. Yeah, I actually wore an outfit to work the other day because I'd say my current workplace is a mix between 
casual and smart casual. I never go full casual, but I do wear jeans to work quite a lot. But not the same way that you would wear them on the weekend. No, like jeans with a blouse or so yeah, for this the other day I wore jeans with no rips and plain white little canvassy slip-on sneakers and a white linen button-up long sleeve shirt that has a collar. Nice. Love that. I said <laughs> I feel like you copied mine, but I would wear like clean white sneakers, jeans with no holes or rips. They don't have to be dark wash necessarily, but I think as long as they're just plain and maybe a relaxed button up, like maybe a linen one, maybe an oversized fit, maybe something that's got some cool sleeves or something on it. Or even with this outfit, shoes, like sandals, like nice slidey sandals. Yeah. I just get weird about toes in an interview and in a workplace. I don't know. You don't want to give out your dogs for free. I don't want to get the dogs out for the interview. I just, I don't know. I would try and wear covered up toes if I could. Okay. Business casual. Let's go to that that next level. So typically this is an environment where there's no jeans. It's professional pants or skirts really only. Chinos and things like that can be okay in this environment. And it's typically a collared shirt or a more professional material for women. I love that we can get away with so many things in dress codes. It's like our one and only benefit in the world is that dress codes are very flexible when you're female. So you don't have to wear a button-up shirt. You know what I always wear to work that's like such a staple? It's those Zara tank tops. They're made out of that like kind of shiny, I think it's like a polyester or something like that. They're sleeveless, but they've got thick straps on them. Great. They go with everything. You Black, white, beige, Perfect. That's peak business casual for me. That plus some work pants, great outfit. Awesome. Yeah, for me, with business casual for me, I feel like it's still more one serious item and one less serious. So like if I was in proper like trouser work pants, I could get away, I feel, with a plain T-shirt, like plain white that's tucked in or something. And then if you do the more like blousey top, you could be in like plain white pants that aren't like slack, like trousers. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I thought that too. So here's what I would actually wear. Cause again, that's my day to day with the top and pant combo. But for an interview, again, you're thinking, what's the next level of this? So what I have done a lot is wear like a slip skirt, like something like a silky skirt or something like that. It's like a midi length, a T-shirt you can get away with for business casual, closed toe flats and a blazer. Because again, I've got like the T-shirt, but then I've got a blazer over the top of the T-shirt. It just makes it a really nice, cool outfit. You can blend into a lot of environments like that because if you walk in and everyone's a little bit more formal, you've got the blazer on so you can feel okay. If you keep that on, then nobody needs to know that it's a T-shirt underneath, if that makes sense. Or the other option would be like wide leg pants that I'd maybe wear with like a closed toe flat or a heel and a professional type tank top. Do you know what I mean? Where you don't need the blazer anymore because maybe it's hot in the middle of summer, but you can do a professional classy pant and a nicer top. Here's a question. I feel that no matter what dress code I eventually go into, even if it's super professional, I just am never going to wear heels to work. I'm just not. Is that fine? Like, Happy to do a loafer or a pointed toe flat if I had to, but I'm not succumbing to heels. I'm just not. The feminist in me is like, no, why don't the men have to wear heeled shoes? Totally. And I think like in this day and age, it's pretty unlikely that you'd go into a job where they really required that. I think some kind of sales roles 
or I feel like even being an air hostess, I think you maybe even have to wear heels. I don't know if some airlines have changed that now, but there are still some I think you would get pushed into that. I think the types of roles that you will end up in, no, that's fine. You don't have to be the person that wears heels. It is just an easy way to be safe though and like to take an outfit to that next level. Let's say that same outfit with the T-shirt and the blazer and that skirt you add sneakers to that combination and it's like, ooh, we're on the casualer end of that. You add heels to that and we're almost business formal. Like they just really change the way that outfit looks compared to loafers and, oh, you can't really do loafers with a skirt. It doesn't really work. Yeah, it's ugly. Okay, great. So moving into business formal. Yeah, or like just business, people would say. This is like heels, suit and tie, always close toe shoes, sometimes no shoulders as well. The rules on this one are easy. It's very straightforward. There's no questionable things. Gray areas. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually wear like a matching pantsuit if I had one that matched top and bottoms or top and skirt or something. Probably heels, to be honest, if I was going into that kind of environment for an interview. Not high ones, just low, chunky pointy heel or something. Or I do a workwear appropriate like midi dress with a blazer. It's really handy if you don't have a matching suit. You can just do, again, women, we're so much more like flexible with these things because you maybe don't want to buy a matching blazer and pants for just an interview. So you can do a dress with a blazer. I think that's an easy way to do that. Amazing. Now to wrap it up, some things to consider. Don't wear something that makes you sweaty. We all have those token couple of pieces of clothing that are just prone to sweating. I don't know what it is about those particular tops or whatever, but you just look at it and you know that my pits can't breathe in there. (laughs) Yeah. You should just think about that stuff because even if it's cold or it's not that warm, you just might be sweaty if you're nervous. So just think about that. Lots of deodorant. Oh, yeah, lots of deodorant. Keep yourself prepared for sweatiness. The stressful commute, rushing there, stress, you don't want to stink them out. Yeah. Think about putting your hair up in some sort of style if you would like to so it doesn't annoy you or get messed up by the wind because that's happened to me more times than I can count. Oh, totally. Like the building that I work in at the moment, on my way there for interview, that street is actually very well known in Sydney for being a massive wind tunnel. And as soon as you turn the corner, it's not windy anymore, but you go onto that street and it's like the wind just funnels all the way down the buildings. It blows you into next week. It doesn't even come (laughs) from a certain direction. Your hair is blowing left, up, down, all at the same time. So by the time you get into the lobby, you're like, oh my God, like I'm all over the place. So think about that kind of thing. And like just having a hairstyle that's more versatile, that's less likely to have anything go wrong or out of place or whatever. If it rains or something and it gets really humid, if you've got your hair out, you know, you might be like, oh, what do I do with it now? So I would probably go with like half up or something or all up, like a clip or bring a hairband with you, those sorts of things. Nice. Now, finally, bring a nice work bag that you can fit your notebook in because all OG listeners know that we bring notebooks to interviews and we write down our questions and dot points and things we want to remember and we take it in because you're allowed to do that and it's not illegal. So, Yeah, that's right. And I also think, I don't know if this is like a thing that people think about with work bags, but I would make sure it's one that stands up on its own. Does that make sense? Yeah, not a floppy one. Yeah. It has a square bottom. Yeah, not a floppy one because it just like you've got to like lay it on the ground and it just. I have a floppy one and when I sit it down every day, yeah. I have to lay it against the post of my desk and it's like. Yeah, and it just takes up all this room on the ground or you have to put it on the desk or something. 
Find one that stands up would be my pro tip because then you can sit it nicely next to you and just reach in and grab out the notebook rather than having to pick up the whole bag. You know what I mean? Like I'm imagining like a canvas bag. I would avoid like something floppy. Yeah, no, no floppy. No. Yeah. And look, I guess some of these are fairly specific to people who conform with female gender norms, but I think that it's much more straightforward with these things when you're wearing male clothing because it's just very straightforward. You don't probably need a bag. Yeah, there's no confusion. Yeah. I think the deodorant thing still applies though and the sweaty thing does though too. True. (laughs) And our final point, this is something I believe in. I don't know if, Emma, you've changed your mind on this. I think if you're interviewing at the moment, you should buy yourself an interview outfit. It doesn't have to be a whole outfit. It could just be one thing. Get a new blazer or buy some new shoes or like a nice little bag or something just to, you know, you feel fresh about. Obviously, if you're job searching and you don't have the funds, you don't have to, but job search can be hard. So just treat yourself. There you have it. That is what to wear to an interview. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sounds of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>